0: resumes on indeed match your sponsored job description visit indeed.com slash credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer well it's the second leading cancer killer in the u.s and screening helps prevent it so if you're 50 or older it's time even if it doesn't run in your family most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign.
1: G. Shawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman, Dominique Foxworth, with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Neek, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, so it's not got the money. Go be the money. How I would you love ne- it. Oh yeah, it's about the money. It's no, money. It ain't. the money helps. I'm sure it helps. But y'all all <laughs> got so enough weird. to <laughs> not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio.
2: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region.
1: It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
2: Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there.
1: Local sports, national sports. The G Cat has got you covered.
2: Oh, you made a wise choice, my
1: friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
3: Check it out, George. Your... Hola, amigos. It is the Sports Hangover. Goose Cat and Flu, Jordan Klebear, or JD Kleber over on Twitter at GCATs underscore one seven is the way to follow me over and him on Twitter.
1: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. day!
4: I know
2: you can hear me. That's just stupid. Yeah. Today's more of that what, That camera was day And You know,
3: kind of interesting. I was not planning. I, I honestly was not planning on making this one of the questions of the day. But based off of his statements last night, maybe the QOD kind of goes with the topic we're going to lead our number three off. A statement from the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. We've talked about the Saints. They're back at it today. New Orleans, a four and a half point favorite over those dirty birds. all
4: the and, and I don't mean it like
3: the way that it was taken, but, you know, the good job, nice effort, kid, or whatever it was from the Miami Heat. Remember when they lost the game in the finals? Good job, nice effort, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, from the sideline, it was yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, good job, good effort gone. by the Pelicans. I mean, look, you know what? 123-110 was the loss. It was 101-99 with three or four and some change in the fourth quarter, and CP Me went Hall of Famer. I mean, it, no other way to look at it,
4: right? Now I'm in a bad
3: mood. Why are you in a bad mood? Pelicans know. have to survive just one more game against the Golden State Warriors and then we can get back to our winning ways. I'm not saying it can't win on Thursday, but you know, haya <laughs> con Dios. Anyway, it's the Sports Hangover, hour number three, is the way to chime in to the conversation here as well. Um, Jean Morant yesterday following a, what, another win, another game. I forgot what Sixth it was. Six game winning streak. Six game winning streak. What did he say? He said something like, I don't care if you're seven foot seven. I'm, 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 I'm dunking on you. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm going up. Yeah, exactly. I'm going up. So we were just kind of discussing, you know, where they are. They're the fourth team in the West. Um, they won five in a row without him. He's just, he's continually year by year taking the steps. He, he like tweeted why he was coming off the court when they lost the playoffs. He said, I'm getting back to work tomorrow. You've got to taste just the beginning. Like, it was incredible. And look, wh- whether you like it or not, him and Zion are going to be linked forever, forever, right? Cause the Pelicans had to choose. One or two. And I'm not saying that it was the right choice or wrong choice or there was any choice because we've always brought up what Fulton Street was like, Fulton Alley and what the city was like. You know, David Griffin probably wouldn't have been able to get in his car if he didn't draft Zion probably, right? I mean, so I understand all of that. But as time goes on, I'm just saying it's just like in the NFL draft, major league, whatever the players that get drafted along the same time are always going to be looked at and see who, who's I mean, doing we're having well. this discussion right now or. Around the nation, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. All, all who, of that. Who, a, who the a, better choice? Exactly right. So along those lines is why we were talking about it right at the start of the show, and Jordan and I were like, "Man, I dude, I, who's the better player? Like overall, you know, like in in what they've done. I mean, like I'm leaning Ja. I, I'm a Ja guy. I love Ja Morant, right? Um, and I understand health and all that, but I I, I feel right now, what's the question of the day? How we, how, how did you phrase it? Who will, are you taking at this point in their career? And it's John Morant or Zion Williamson. Right now leading the way with 79% is John Morant. And we got some blowback on that. I mean, there's some people saying, well, what kind of question is this? And all that, you know, well, one guy has been hurt. I, I understand that. and But at the same time, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is, right? And I guess we could say, well, then fine, if you want to, Equated to, well, when healthy. All right. But I also said at the beginning of the season, yes, Zion put up some tremendous numbers. In the paint, you know, shack like historical numbers. At the same time, I said, right, there, there needed to be two areas of growth that you needed to see. And I felt one more than the other. It was the mental aspect that I put above the physical. Physically. From Antonio Daniels to others that cover the game, Reggie Milley, name it. You know, he has to learn to use the other hand when driving and dribbling and things of that nature, right? Let's be honest. He lacked defensively, big time. Like, this was not the Zion we saw at Duke blocking shots in the right corner at Virginia, blocking shots at the rim, right? So that needed to improve. Uh, just developing other shots. And and I'm not that guy. You heard me. I am not that guy. When you're when your historical numbers come in the paint, I don't need you developing a three-point shot. If it's there, take it fine. I I've I've fought that fight. I have fought against people you said going Don't all the time
4: didn't kill it at the three-point shot when he first came into the
3: No, league. exactly. If that gets there like AD eventually that's fine. But if you can't be stopped in the paint, please. I mean that was Giannis in the first couple of games of the finals. The dude's forcing threes and finally, like the prog, like, what are you doing? We saw with Get in the pace. Exactly right. So that's not what I'm saying, but like developing a jumper, you know, being able to do those things, those sort the of physical things that I see, I needed to see this year to, to take that step. And it, it, it's a normal progression for players. It takes time. AD now was not AD when he first got here. Okay. So. But I said to me, more importantly, I thought the mental aspect had to leap. You draft players there, one or two or three to be franchise players. Franchise players, it's a longer definition than a normal draftee. There is a lot put on you. It comes with the territories. Why you, why you are considered though a franchise player. And this isn't me picking on Zion or I'm just saying, so I'll use this example so you understand where I'm getting at. Joe Burrow is why you draft a player and you hope like that. But here's the thing. How many teams that have picked number one before have hoped that? The Browns have gone through. Historically, there's a guy, a guy who has a jersey that, we're just that has about. all the quarterbacks they've drafted with a line scratching his name. You don't always hit. You don't always hit. But that's what I'm talking about. Changes the culture. Two years, they're a division title winner. Makes everybody around right. The offensive line still stinks. Him and Baker Mayfield have the same sack rate. Do you know that? And he's made some costly turnovers this year. Joe Burrow. Thrown a lot of interceptions. Key interceptions in the end zone in the red zone. But that guy has changed how you view the franchise. Right? Conversely, I almost feel like three years in, you almost feel sometimes worse than you did in the last days of the AD era here. You have, you have individual fans against one another, whose fault is this? Is he really being healthy? Where is he? And all this other stuff. So, you know, you add into all of that, It. it you want to move past that. But you cannot move past that until he's healthy. And that is on everybody. That's the maturity level taking up because, as I've always said, and I said this going into this year, the Pelicans are only going to go as far as their star players are going to take them. The Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals last year when Giannis, Middleton, and Drew made plays. They weren't looking for others. It's fine and dandy to say, we need to build around them. They need supporting cast. They need better play. Yeah, I hear. But when the bleep hits the fan, that person has got to do it. Right? Yes, the ancillary pieces in the Jordan. Well, head he had Kerr? And he had, yes, but when the bleep hit the fan and the clock is ticking, the ball went one way: Jordan or Pippen. Or they both helped each. You understand what I'm getting at? So it's either Bi and Zion. If if you ever want to be a playoff team, a championship caliber team, those two guys have got to take next steps. Period. And part of that is being available, advancing your game, and I think a maturity level. And I said this already, right? I said next year already. I already have written down what needs to happen with him the next year. I need to know who Zion is. Because I feel right now he's, you know, decisions are being made for him or who is he? I don't know who he is. If I have one big criticism, is I, I it's almost been like we don't know who he is. What is his personality? What does he do? You know what I mean? What, like, we don't know anything about it It's like, it's so protective. And it's not, I'm just not even saying it's the team. It's, 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 it's the ancillary pieces, man. His team, right? You got a lot of people invested in his potential. So I get that. But it is sometimes refreshing. Like, Ja takes to social media or says things like that. I'm like, you know... But I want to hear that mentality, that instinct. I want to hear, this is my team. So I view this a little differently, perhaps, than others. But the statement by the team put out a little bit ago. The New Orleans Pelicans announced today that Ford Zion Williamson will be continuing his rehab away from the team at this time while remaining under the supervision of the Pelicans' medical staff. Quote, since we notified everyone on December 16th of his latest imaging – it was decided then by a medical team to dial his rehab back to only partial weight-bearing activities. He continues along that path, Executive President of Basketball Operations uh, David Griffin said. We also agreed that in order to put Zion in the best position to succeed, he will rehab away from the team at this time so he can focus on the task at hand. Quote, this is from Zion. As you can imagine, this has been a very difficult process for me. I know there's a there's work to be done in my recovery before I can safely return to the court, but I will continue to put in the time necessary so I can get back on the floor with my team and represent the Pelicans fans and the city of New Orleans at the highest level. Basketball means everything to me, and I am thankful for the Pelicans organization and everyone who has surrounded me with love and support throughout this journey, my friends, family, teammates, coaches, staff, friends, fans, fans, and everybody who has stood behind me and uplifted me when I needed it most. So that's the statement from the team. That's the statement from Zion. Because I think, I guess, some people have been wondering, where is he? They haven't seen him at the facility. They haven't seen that him at That was the last games. time he talked since, I believe, Media Day. So all I'm saying is, again, I'm comparing starts of careers, right? Joe, Ja, and a couple others. I guess where is it say that literally the first thought in my mind, and I'm just, you know me, I'm an honest person, and just the first thing popped in my mind is, well, I guess you can't make fun of him if he's not around. And the reason I say that is because literally, I want to say one of the last times you saw him was leaving the court against Houston, right? And Swin Cash and others from the team were saying you're photoshopping people, and then, you know, he was seen here locally at a, at a charity event with a local DJ on the FM, Speedy, who's a friend of mine. They you know, he took a picture with him and his son, and everybody said, see, he's not fat. And I think, honestly, and I don't know this, I swear to you, I haven't texted anybody from the team. This is just the first thing that popped in my head. When you read, this is the best way for him to focus on it. I wonder if it got a lot for everyone involved. Out of sight, out of mind. Because it almost did feel like on a daily basis, there was a new meme, there was a new gif, where there was a new photo of Zion at the game, and it was how fat he was. Am I lying? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I we mean, said I, I, few I feel that. No, sessions. I understand it, but it, it felt that way, didn't it? It felt that way. Like, a photo at a charity thing. He's, he's doing a charity thing. Right. Right? With a local jeweler with a another radio station. But, like, that photo... Turned to be way more vile for the wrong reasons. It was, see, he's not 350. And I just wonder if that's what it means. Look, go do whatever it is you need to do rehab-wise. And you let us know when you're ready. And it goes along the lines of what I said last week. That I almost feel like when they did come out on December 16th and said, you know what? We'll see in February. Or whatever it was. They didn't say that. But I mean, it said six weeks. And then you can do the math. That I actually think this team started playing better. Because it's not we're waiting. It's, okay, well, it's up to us. That's when BI started playing really well, and you saw this team play good basketball. So hear me out. I'm not saying that I'm disagreeing with this at all. But I do wonder if that's part of it. And what does it say that that is that actually wonder me, that I'm actually wondering that? Because honestly, there's a part of me that goes, well, why wouldn't you rehab around the team? Like, why wouldn't you want him around this team that's starting to gel and develop and do the film studies? But again, there was a story. Right before Christmas, remember? Falling asleep. At meetings, it just, it, it just seemed like it was just negative press all the time. So I'm telling, again, I, I don't know this. This is just my assumption. And maybe it's making an ass out of me, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it makes perfect sense to stay in Portland, Oregon. Where he's at. You know? I mean, seriously, it, it was either a fat gif, fat meme, they're claiming Photoshop, or falling asleep in class, you know, during film. It just, it was, it just seemed like every week it was negative. And I don't know, maybe if that's why the team is playing better or not, but it's interesting, right? Because to me, I would rather him here because if he can get five minutes with Fred Vincent, I went in with five minutes with Fred Vincent, you know? What, what, one more thing, I guess. I better not see him in, a, in another commercial. If he's going somewhere and that's the, the sole purpose is to rehab. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, you know, if he's sitting down doing a TV yeah, spot, I guess, mean, he's sitting down. I mean, but
4: At the same time.
3: I understand. It's you, appearance. I understand what you're saying. If Yes. If we start seeing
0: a lot. Like and, there, a, and it's funny an you bring that up. A
3: it's funny you bring that up. and I see I'm over and I have to the break because you know who else has been criticized? And again, this is not just about Zion. I'm talking about when you're drafted one, when you're drafted in a certain spot, everything is magnified. Baker Mayfield, before they went to the playoffs last year, all season, the ESPN clowns, all these people that you know are national ripped him, and I defended him because he had that progressive commercial or whatever insurance company that he does, whatever the insurance where you know. When he, he goes, I think it's yeah, it's, it's whatever place. it is. It's you know where when he's in the stadium. Yeah, his stadium is his house, you know, where he's like giving people tours or he's cooking breakfast or you know. I'm like, what? What does that matter? Because a, you're just dumb. Most of those spots are filmed in the summer, right? They're filmed before the football season. And, and what what does him doing a commercial have anything to do with deciding whether or not he throws to the tight end or not? I mean, but good night, you know, always said that. So let's not, because so-and-so does a spot or so-and-so does this, they're not focused, right? I mean, let's be honest. But, again, appearances sometimes do convey emotion on what people are. But anyway there's your update he's staying in portland oregon to continue his rehab and there it is there's your update we'll continue with our coverage and uh conversation we come back next it's sports hangover in ESPN in new orleans this black and gold report is brought to you by rogers parts your home for napa auto parts locally owned nationally known get your napa know-how in lockport la rose galliano morgan city and it's back to work today for the Saints. What they're hoping is not the last Wednesday practice of the season. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill believes the team will be ready for another must win.
2: Coach challenged us from day one this week. He challenged us, told us a playoff week, we gotta win. And, uh, I felt like the preparation from Thursday to the game day and all around the, the team, the coaches,
3: everyone was locked in and, um, certainly had the right mindset that attitude hill talks about that the team had last week comes from head coach sean payton he understands what truly must win means
2: the must win games are the ones that come down to having to win to to keep a playoff hope alive or not and and so when you enter the playoffs, those are must win games this past weekend was a must win game this weekend's a must win game prior to that there's other things that can happen so it's not necessarily a must win game and I, i So they've heard me on the other end, we're going to play in important games. This is an important game, but but don't let anyone tell you it's a must-win game. They're all important. So when these games come up, then it's easy to say, hey, and, and I think they understand it.
3: Kickoff is set for 325 in Atlanta, New Orleans, a four and a half point favorite. For more on the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report has been brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, La Rose, Galeano, Morgan City, Labadeville.
4: Napa know-how.
3: Rogers Parts, your local distributor of high quality Napa Auto Parts,
1: marine and industrial supplies, has what you need to keep your vehicle rolling safely down the road. Whether it's repair or maintenance, Napa has the parts to help you make your vacation destination getting ready for that big fishing trip they have quality marine parts to help keep your boat going so stop by one of roger's parts five locations lockport larose galliano morgan city and labateville and talk with one of their ase parts specialists roger's parts they've got the napa know-how that
2: man's got some stones believe me he is no
1: worse his legend lives on now back to the sports hangover with gus cattengau uh, it just comes down to execution, and they executed well at the end of games and got quality looks and made them.
3: That is Pelicans head coach Willie Green. 123-110 was the final yesterday. Again, at one point it was 101-99 Suns. Pels had a lead there as well. It was back and forth in the fourth, and then literally Chris Paul just went to Hall of Fame. I mean, it is what it is. So um Pel's got the Warriors tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. Schedule eases up a bit. You just, you went through a stretch here. Milwaukee, Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, they're ahead of you. They're ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule. The defending NBA champs, a team that played them in the Suns. Utah's pretty good. And the Warriors are in the first seed of the Western Conference. So they got more shooting. They got more depth. They're just a better team. It's okay. It's okay to say that. Head coach Sean Payton also spoke earlier this morning. And he updated us on a couple of aspects, (coughs) excuse me, here as well, including the injury updates.
2: And I know you don't want to give me injury, but I know you don't want to give me... There aren't any injury updates, though, so there's no, like, I know you don't want to. Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) Well, I'll ask, and you can, um, since we haven't even seen Ryan Ramchek be like on the practice field questionable, like we have with Tron? I mean, is he actively working to, is there a hope he'll play before this season ends? We'll see. You know, obviously we're hopeful for both of those guys.
3: And again, um, it, it's tough. It, it's tough to not have your starting tackles, man. And, and then try to, to win games. And that's why it's remarkable here is the Saints sit at eight and eight to see if they can be in the postseason. Sean Payton, by the way, on that eight-day record.
2: No, no, I don't, I don't, none is needed. Um, I I can't recall playing in a game where you looked at it and you said, you know, after this game, we, we have a chance to be nine and eight and going into the postseason or eight and nine and then just put that one away and file that one away and that'll just, whatever, you'll be able to tell, Explain to anyone, hey, why, why we were eight and nine and, but nine and eight into the postseason is, is exciting to me and it's going to require us to play well in this game.
3: Exactly. Because being in the postseason is better than not being in the postseason. As for this season, again, one of our questions of the day that we threw out there is what do you sort of see in terms of, um, or what have you learned from this team? What have you learned from this team? And, you know, I've learned that I don't think the Saints are that far away. As challenging as the season has been, here's coach.
2: Yeah. I think I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. I think, you know, how you have it, like there's a certain bar or temperament for news that you normally have. And then when it keeps coming and coming and coming, you know, via text or in meetings or, hey, by the way, or by the, then pretty soon that bar gets raised because you just keep getting, you know, hitting the side of the head and, you, and, and you're, and at some point you, you got to smile and then, and then, you know, bow up a little bit and then get ready for the challenge still, you know? And so um, I, I think that's the thing I think our staff's done a great job with is, you know, you keep. You keep getting different curveballs and, uh, and you know, it gets back to that mantra where, hey, no one really cares about your challenges. In fact, there's a group of people that are glad you have them. And, and, uh, and so it's a little bit of that grit and toughness that you, you, you talk about when you're putting your team together and you're, and you're, you're doing that for obviously this is unique, but you're doing it for adversity and, um, and so this one this this stretch here has, has been um I don't want to say exhausting but it's 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 been um it's it's one of those where it's you just get on to the you, you, nothing surprises you and then it's you know I mentioned the two players that I met briefly in the locker room getting fitted for equipment before a Monday night game that have never been here before were putting shoes on and I you just never seen anything like that before. So, um it is what it is and and um yeah, and and when when you go all the way back to the start of the season, it feels like two and a half years ago we were in you know evacuating to Dallas during the hurricane. I mean, it doesn't feel like that's part of this season. At least to me it doesn't. It feels like that was just a long time ago.
3: Literally the last 25 seconds of that soundbite, huh? Think about that. Hey, how you doing? Sean Payton. What's your name? Awesome. <clears throat> what size do you need? Yeah. Hey, um, Jordan, we, can we fit this guy up for a helmet? We need him. By the way, you're going to come in later in the game at right tackle. No one knows who you are. <laughs> I mean, it, it is remarkable. It honestly is remarkable. I mean, Sean Fox said it back around 130. We, we, we literally have gone back to the, the early more days are just, can we just get a field goal? You heard the crowd. Excitement. Points. It's a field goal. Points, baby. Getting closer. Only a few more of those and we can take the lead. I mean, it's where we are. And you heard him say he, he said he didn't want to say exhausting, but that, that, that does peel the curtain back a bit, doesn't it? They are literally having to try try to figure out how to you know make a meal out of you know what. Lipstick on you know what. I mean it's honestly you're just you're trying to figure it out a way. And that's why I I said that I mean, you know me, I'm not the the homer, I'm not the hey, no matter what, who that I But that's what I've learned. That's my answer to the question today. What have you learned about the Saints this season heading into the final week? And I've learned that I don't think they're that far away. I'd like an elite quarterback. I'd like Russell Wilson. I'd like somebody like that. But I, I'm i telling you, I, I'm, I'm leaning more to run it back with Jameis. I, I think that works. That could work. Use those picks that you would have to give up over the next year, two years, three years for Russell Wilson. And and sustain yourself. Because, again, if you're a playoff team with this roster, this offense, these quarterbacks, I mean, seriously. Jameis was getting better. It's going to get better. And I think that trust thing was more than anything. And maybe it was. The weapons. In specific, look, Marquez Callaway, my eyes looks better. The end of the season, he did beginning of the season. I mean, statistically, and I understand he has drops. I I I I I know. But the last three games, Tampa Bay nine targets, six receptions, one hundred twelve yards. This was his career day, right? Long of forty against Miami, COVID Palooza. Five targets, four receptions, 46 yards last week. Ten targets, six receptions, 97 yards. He had some drops. He would have been, he should have been over a hundred yards. So he would have been, if he makes a catch or two, last week, two of the last three games over a hundred yards. Again, the Dolphins game, dude, that was, that was, you saw that game with Ian Book and, and the Dolphins. That's almost a, that's literally the fourth preseason game of the preseason. So there could have been a possibility if you had people he might have uh, you could you could argue that Marquez Callaway could be having three straight games of a hundred yards. that that's a positive sign, I think. Here's Coach on Callaway, then hook the break, and then we'll hit D and Lee. I right, Listen, he,
2: he played well last week. Uh, you know, he had a couple drops he'd want back, but, man, I, I the play he makes coming out of the end zone, you know, to switch field position was significant in that game. And, uh, you know, he's just a, that, that big target with strong hands. Uh, each week he does something that's impressive, and uh, I'm encouraged.
3: And again, one of the reasons why there's so much excitement and why you would love to have a guy like Russ, because like Drew, like Joe, has done in Cincinnati, because that line's still not elite. You make everybody better. We saw it for seasons in New Orleans. Drew Brees earned a lot of people money because of his decision-making, pre-snap reads, and accuracy. Never had Herbert, Josh Allen, Mahomes arm strength. Brain and his accuracy was the key. Quick break. D out of the break. Lee on the on deck circle. You're listening to the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
1: An
2: accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized
1: problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING.
3: The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock.
2: Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with
3: quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516, or online at reedsmetals.com.
2: At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional. Once again, recognized by Healthgrades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com.
4: Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
2: Wendy's Breakfast Biscuits, hot
4: and buttery so don't take a chance with those other guys bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit choose
0: wisely choose Wendy's at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours miles got a full
3: tank of gas half a pack of cigarettes it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit it
1: now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau
3: not that I ever need to tell you this but Brian a mile high out west formerly known as Brian Enola East that's right out west as in Denver and you know he's a mile high if you know what I mean um he just tweeted me this D as we all come into the conversation and it's um it's very true the question of the day out there is what have you learned about this football team this season he says Sean's arrogance and his brilliance are one in the same arrogantly he neglected the roster Bring, brilliantly, he's been able to coach these bums into a position where they can make the playoffs. He's 100% right. I mean, that's what I said. The, the over-evaluation of the wide receiver position killed this team this year. But somehow he's found a way to put them a game out of the playoffs with some help. D, what you got for us, man? Hey, is
4: that the same Brian who was crying two years ago? You pay Michael Thomas. You pay him. Is that the same Brian? It's the same Brian. Uh, same Brian. Okay, but well, because of that, you got just Michael Thomas, Okay, and then when he cops out, you got nobody. But that's, well, that's, that's the now, Here's the I thing, though. Him.
3: D, hold, hold on, real quickly. T- to be fair, look, it wasn't just Michael Thomas's contract. You had a bunch of other contracts, Drew as well. But the main reason you had to go cost cutting was COVID. COVID dropped the cap into, to 182. It was supposed to go up every year. So it wasn't just the Saints. Everybody had to cut really good players because of COVID. The Saints, if anything, historically have found a way to somehow restructure everybody, take D's bonuses, give it to Lee. Lee, you're signing bonuses. I don't know how they do it. Somehow they have finagled a way to, if, if, if they want you, they'll keep it. But not not keeping Emmanuel Sanders, Trey Hendrickson, you know, uh, Sheldon Rankins. I mean, on and on and on. That was because COVID dropped the cap, and they did. I mean, they could they could only finagle so much. But that's really a big reason why you don't have other receivers right now. But I I, I hear what you're saying that it it doesn't help. But I would say COVID is the main reason this team got gutted in a lot of different areas.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, everybody gets throw that card out. I mean, you know, right. uh, uh, COVID did light a lot of people up. I mean, again, you walked in with a way cheaper quarterback in Winston, which definitely helped out on the cap. But this was, I told you a few weeks ago, this was most probably going to be like the New England of last year's team. You know, let's ride it out, save some money, and next year let's regroup. But, you know, at the beginning of the year, all of us, or well, practically all of us said 9-8 and eight was, was the Saints this year and maybe a playoff. Well, yada, 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 here we go with a shot to go 9-8 and eight and make the playoffs with not a qu- with not a starting quarterback on the team since week 5. Okay? With an offensive line that has been depleted more, I would say, in in, in the past 16 years, Sean tatum has been here. Okay? I mean, come on. Now, the starters that we have lost this year, you're starting center, the two outside tackles, you've lost your uh, um, uh, uh, your guards a couple of games. I mean, it's it, it's been totally depleted and here we are one week away in a possible playoff berth so i mean i'm i'm thrilled i mean honestly i'm, I'm i know that sounds crazy but i'm actually thrilled because this could have been way worse than what it is right now 100%. I mean, do you realize do you realize we are we are we're actually if the if the NFL wouldn't have pulled a Glee on us with this covid miami game and gave us an extra day, like 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 uh, they did for a couple of other teams, We'd be in the playoffs. We wouldn't even be talking about that. I mean, it, it, it's it's. I mean, that game that we had to play against Miami was absolutely just disgusting, and it, and it, and it, and it wasn't fair to the, to the fans or or to the NFL. You put a product or, or, or like that on out there, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I'm, that ain't the Saints' fault. That's the NFL's fault. Well. That being said you you got a shot to go 9-8. and eight. If you actually make the playoffs, okay, with this team, that is major. So Sean Dayton wasn't clowning around, okay? I think he, he might have seen one of his best weekend uh, coaching jobs he's done in years with this team. Because this team shouldn't even be smelling the playoffs. Now, that being said, I'll say this right now. If we do make the playoffs, okay, you got to go on the road. I want to go on the road with a top-notch running game and a top-notch defense. Right. Tell me we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We do. Now, if we get any of these offensive linemen back in the next week or two, okay, things might change. Because again, don't get me wrong. You want to pass the ball, but if can run it and they can't get it from you, and you can stop them from running it, you might you might have a shot to win some games. So I mean, I'm I'm. It's not a woe with me right now. It, it's actually we still got ball to play. And, I, and I'm thrilled about it because I really believe that we shouldn't be like I said we shouldn't be it right now, and we are. So that's huge. And, and if we get any of these offensive linemen back, it, it, it's on. Because uh, I truly believe the Rams are going to put it on the Niners, and it's going to be up to us to take the Dirty Birds down. And the Dirty Birds don't have anything to play for. So I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling pretty good about ourselves at least this week. Wouldn't you think?
3: I mean, look, you you definitely are in every game when you have a defense like that. You're in every game when you got a guy like Alvin Kamara, what it was it, six touchdowns last year. I mean, you're in the game. You just the quarterback's gotta make some plays, your line's yeah. gotta protect. I mean, you heard Sean Payton on Monday when he was asked why we don't do a two minute offense. He's like, Man, we had plays where the line, running back couldn't get to the line of scrimmage. So I mean, to your right, point, yeah. eh, you're you're you are dealing it, it, with some bad, uh it really is yeah.
4: You know, it, it really is, but uh, but I am I'm, I'm still happy, at least at least for this week right now, so I'll say that. But I wanted to say one other thing, you know me always the comedian I am always like to get a laugh at you guys. Uh look, if Zion is in Oregon, Trent, Yeah. okay? They smoke a lot of weed in Oregon, okay? All right. If you smoke a lot of weed, you get the munchies. If you get the munchies, you're gonna eat a lot of food. <laughs> eat a lot of food, you're gonna pick up a lot of weight. Okay. <laughs> Can we just tell him to stay in Portland and maybe trade for St. Damon Lily? Don't they trying to get rid? Ain't not trying to get out of here? Well, I'll say that. this:
3: War, Adrian Wojnarowski had his thoughts on the on the piece as well with Andrew Lopez from ESPN, and one of the uh, the comments under the tweet has uh, Zion of Portland confirmed in a was jersey. I I, I would suggest don't even bother with the comments. <laughs> You're gonna see a
4: picture. You're gonna see a of him with his with his medical marijuana call. Uh, that's gonna be the next commercial he's in. You watch, unbelievable man. Uh, I still like I said. I give look. I'm I'm not a huge Pelican or huge basketball fan, but uh, but I will say this much. There's that's not a starting five on the Pelicans, but that coach, Willie Green, has got them boys playing as best they possibly can. So I will say, as much props as much as I like to rattle, brag them, I got I got to give props to Willie really Green. He's really getting those boys playing as fast nice as they possibly can. Hundred percent, uh, uh, and that's a good thing. When you when you see when you see the want, when you see the try, uh, that still means a lot to me even if they're not winning. So uh, uh, kudos to that guy, and uh, and I definitely like him way better than the last two dudes we had. So. Hey, no, I, I think know, D, good, thank you for the job.
3: phone call, D. Thank you for the phone call, man. I appreciate it. I definitely think it's, it's becoming apparent that that was the right hire. And again, if you notice, listen to my tone today. We were talking about the loss last night. 123, 110. You know what? I, I enjoyed Lee. Thank you for uh, joining the conversation. I'm watching the game last night. Dude, it was 101.99 in the fourth, not, yep. you know, 101.79 in the fourth. So, you know what? If that's the number two team in the West and you're playing with them for three and a half quarters and then you see the difference, superstar hall of famer. If that beats you, yeah. that beats you. And I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay is with 27 turnovers, can't get the ball across half court, can't inbound it, bled so not paid. That was frustrating. Last night wasn't frustrated. Just stinks. You just, you, you gotta wait for your players to come back, right? I mean, I, I know that's yeah. how I felt, Lee.
5: Absolutely, one thousand percent. That was one of the I was calling for both, you know, Saints and Pelicans. There's nothing else to talk about. Look, let me tell you, I was looking at the game and like you said in the past I used to get frustrated. I would turn the channel, I'm like, I can't watch bad basketball. These guys, man, I'm with i I'm with D, the last caller. I will watch I will pay money to watch these guys play. Hey, Zion don't even have to show
3: up. All right, listen to what you just said. I'll let you keep going, but listen to what you just said. This team just lost three in a row, and you're just telling me I'm going to go pay money to go watch them. That's all needs to be said. They've lost three in a row, and you're like the fifth caller, D being the fourth, that I said, I love what I'm watching. They've lost three in a row. It, that that ought to tell you all because, you need to know. Because you can
5: see it. It's genuine. They love each other, and they are, they're playing behind off for of their coach. That's what we're talking about right there. They're not, they're not, they're not lazy. now not playing lazy ball. They're playing inspired ball. What I mean by lazy ball is you just dribble the ball down call court, ISO, jack up a three. That's lazy. It takes work to drive the lane. It takes work to kick to drive and kick to the open guy. It's hustle. These guys are hustling for each other they they putting it in they putting their work in and that's what I, I appreciate more than anything the result is going to the result that you want is going to eventually get there but if their effort always is 100% and their effort is always the same every night the winds are going to eventually come and i think they're starting to believe that cuz i i'm i'm almost certain i'm not a fly on the wall but i i promise you that's what's coming out of Willie Green mouth. If the F guys, if we give the effort on the defensive end like we like we want to do on the offensive end, we run our offensive plays, if we give the effort on the defensive end, that's going to create our offense. And if we do that every night, no matter what, we stick to the game plan, we stick to the principles. I don't care if the other team is going to run. NBA is a game of runs. The other team going to go on runs. But if we just do what we do, stick to our principles, we're going to have runs of our own. And I think the guys are – you can tell, Gus. They bought in. They are bought in. And, and if Zion is not motivated to get healthy and come back to contribute to this, then we drafted the wrong guy. It's just that simple. What you say? I love playing here. I love being here. It's all hogwash. Because if you love playing here and love being here, you you're inspired by what you've seen. If you Zion, you seen these guys trying to keep keep contact with the ten spot till he get back. To me, that's the ultimate compliment to him as, it, dude, we're going to try to hold this down till you get back. And when you get back, we're going to make that push. If if he's not in motivate, motivated by that, then like I told you before, um, when it's time for them to extend this contract or whatever they got to do,
0: mm-hmm.
5: they can go ahead on and, uh, you know, they can go ahead on and just let him go to see if he can get something for him and, and move on. If, you're, if you can get us a six-pack of beignets or whatever, fine, whatever. I mean, my point is this, guys: If he's not motivated to get with these dudes and play some ball and and, 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 and try to make a push, then I don't know His value be well for any other team he goes to, no matter what. Because if you're not inspired by what you're seeing uh, from these guys, man, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. And you love the game and you want to play the game, I don't know what to tell you, guys. I mean, because if if you love basketball like you say you do, you want to play with B.I. You want to play with with, uh, 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 Jones. You want to play with these guys, man, because they are balling. They're balling. let me hit
3: the break sorry, real quick. I'll come right back to you and give me your quick Saints point. Devis has got a, a comment here as well, so i got to get to both of you before we wrap up. Let me take the break now. We'll come right back to Lee. Lee, tell me what you want me to talk about the Saints in your best two minutes, and then we'll get to Divas. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hold on real quick. Sure. We'll come back. Final All segment, right. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
2: Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, Symmetrical Speed Fiber Internet from ETEL Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back, and we're here to make your business Surge. ETEL Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services.
3: On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same.
2: At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery.
3: If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 Three 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 three. I'm Matt Ori and I'm David Ardwin and we are the AMO Advantage.
0: Oh, big
3: talker, ain't you? The
1: man that likes to talk. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katangil on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. All
3: right, Leah. See you dropped off, Davis. What you got for me here, sir? Hello. Hello. Hey,
4: man. Go ahead. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. I guess he took my name wrong. Um, I was just curious, man, why uh Herb Jones is not getting enough respect as possible rookie of the year candidate.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan earlier in the show, and he had to step away, he had to go home a little bit early. So, um but he did talk about and he uh posted here, let me see if I can find it. He tweeted at it at ESPN Radio Nola, he tweeted uh, with our web. With our Twitter page, the, the rookie of the year, I guess, list right now, what Vegas has them and things of that nature. And, and I, at the time that we were talking about it with, with, I think Jack was the one that brought it up. I said, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe points. It's more of an offensive kind of weapon or award. I think what people kind of look at. And right now here is NBA.com's updated rookie ladder for rookie of the year. They have Franz Wagner. Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Chris Garate, Herb Jones is eighth. Now, Cade Cunningham was the number one pick over. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, remember, the the fact I think that he's at eight in and around those guys when everyone else there in that list, man, was drafted in the first round and high in the first round, I think is a testament. Again, it's January 5th. It's January 5th, man. So, um. I, I I think he he'd have to he'd have to you know average double digit figures in, in points and I, I just I do I and look again and that's not absolutely. the bad thing about it but again I will absolutely take a second round pick being in the conversation of the top ten rookies of the year I mean yes. you know for sure yes sir yes sir well, I appreciate it man. Yeah, man, for sure, man. Appreciate the phone call. Excuse me. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Also, one of the things that I wanted to play here before we wrap up the show is Head Coach Willie Green. Look, it's a topic, and it's something that you're maybe going to see. It's going to be an interesting sort of case study. It's a case study, right? And the case study is this. I wonder if Herb Jones starts to get calls. Benefits of the doubt. Allowed to contest at the rim. Not get a foul called. Earlier in the season, I can hear Antonio Daniels. I can hear, you know, Daniel Salerson on the radio call or, you know, John DeShazer saying, you know, that, if he's not a rookie, maybe he gets that call. And I you know I'm saying that because again, this is NBA.coms. This isn't Pelicans.com. This isn't Andrew Lopez or, um, you know, Jake Madison's top rookies. Not that that's any disrespect, but what I'm saying is this is the league's official website that have Herb Jones ranked eighth. This week alone, you had. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, saying, this dude is good, makes me work, love competing against him. So much of either the Pro Bowl vote, the all-star game, right, players have a vote, is the respect level you get from other players. And if he's starting to get noticed, if he's starting to get that respect, that's going to go a long way <clears throat> and not only being recognized in all defensive teams, all-star games, things of that nature, which would be remarkable because, again, the man averages nine points. He's not being recognized for the threes, the dunks on your face like Ja Morant, 40-point games. It's being recognized because he's making lives miserable for those that can score. 40 point games that's remarkable when you think about it and the reason i bring that up is because yet again brandon ingram and a couple of plays yesterday that he does he's let's be honest let's just say it for what it is he does not get the calls he just doesn't he's upset about it he's been upset about it here's brandon
2: for sure but it's, it's the
5: game of
3: basketball um and I, um,
2: it was the heat of the moment for me tonight. Getting a technical foul after a couple um, missed calls, um, but <clears throat> I gotta take in, um, take in that the referees are human too. They don't see everything um, on the basketball floor, and they can't make the correct call every single time down the basketball floor. So um, I could just continue to go hard, continue to get to the basket, and continue
3: to play my game, and um, try to
2: make the best of it for me.
3: And head coach Willie Green had this to say about Brandon Ingram not getting calls in the game. Yeah,
1: I have no idea. Um, you know, he goes in with and, and attacks uh, the things that we're asking him to do, and it just seems like it doesn't go his way. Um, but we got to stay with it. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, I've talked to our team, talked to Brandon. We just got to keep going in. Uh, with force and and make them make those calls.
3: And that probably isn't surprising as to why he's not upset that Brandon Ingram's upset.
1: Oh, he's definitely frustrated, and rightfully so, Um, just like I was the other day, or last last night, rather. Um, Look, our guys are going in, and, you know, we're getting to the free throw line, but some of those calls, uh, you know, without me getting fined, I'll just say our guys are attacking. we got to continue to attack, and that's it.
3: Kudos, Willie Green, you're doing it right. You're telling your players to continue to attack. You got a technical two nights ago, and I love what he just said. Without getting fined, we gotta attack and make them make those calls. He's a good coach. I love him. Uh, tomorrow, they will take on the Golden State Warriors. You also have fresh sound as practice is wrapped up with the Saints. Matt Mosconi, after further review, we'll talk about the big win over Kentucky in the debacle of a football. Sports hangover. Thanks for tuning us in. You're listening to the home of ESPN New York.
1: El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and Raceland features fantastic.